0: Welcome to HTP Stories, a podcast brought to you by Hack the Box. Today's episode features an AMA with John Hammond. Want to know when we do events live and participate in the discussion? Join our Discord at discord.gg slash hack the box. And now on to the AMA.
1: Hello, all. Uh, how are you? Greetings from Hack the Box. I'm Soti, a.k.a. Red Runner. I'm the Senior Manager of Community and very nice and happy to have you all of you here. Today at another exciting and very exciting, um, very anticipating MEA actually because today with us we have the one, the only, the amazing, the hacker, the content creator, the I don't know how I could ever describe him a friend of HTB, someone who creates amazing content, and we wouldn't be happier and more excited to have him live with us. Please, all of you give a big clap and a thumbs up for the most amazing of them all. John Hammond
0: hey everyone thank you so so much that was that was like the sweetest intro ever <laughs> Thank you that was super flattering I'm super happy to be here with everyone and uh, it, it's great to see you all here
1: <laughs> so um guys you might know me may not I'm the as I said the senior manager of community but I want us to do a proper introduction for John Hammond for everyone that does not know you, so John Hammond, if you want, share all your details about yourself.
0: Okay, oh, great, thanks so much. Um, hi, hey, hello, my name is uh, John Hammond. I am, uh, I guess, a YouTube content creator. One of the cheesy things to say, um, I really in my day job for my full time job I was a, as a senior security researcher uh, with a company called Huntress, um, they do manage threat detections and response and other work for small to medium businesses, right? So folks that could use a little bit more love in the cybersecurity world. Um, but no, for, for YouTube that uh, hopefully has kind of come to make a great community, uh, I try to showcase a lot of cybersecurity videos and education, tutorials, capture the flag walkthroughs, hack the box video showcases and more. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a passion and something that I, that I love to do. So happy to be here with you all. <laughs>
1: Amazing. And, uh, one question from me before we start, John, uh, yes. so first of all, do you have any other nickname besides John Hammond that you used to go during your first hacking days or something <laughs> else that was Ooh. not John Hammond?
0: So my, my original, I guess, like alias, you know, that your hacker handle, um, I mm-hmm. wanted it to be like root root of the null and it was supposed to be oh like the super user right the administrator root account and the null being the value that meant like nothing or zero so i thought it was super cool if oh if you're root of the null but it sounds so dumb to say it out loud (laughs) uh and and then eventually i thought hey i should just i should just use my name i don't have any issue with that um so my i don't know root and root of the null was the old old name now i just go by john
1: Okay, and how did you find out about hack the box?
0: Oh yeah, so uh, my beginnings in in cybersecurity was truthfully at, at my undergrad. So I went to college, I went to university to learn. They they didn't have a computer science degree, they didn't have a cybersecurity degree. It's a it's a not the best school to go to <laughs> uh but i tried to get into their, their cyber team it was sort of a grassroots movement to learn a lot of this stuff um and i th- i believe that was around the time uh i think you guys got started so i, I might be wrong in the timeline um but that was 2017 2018 is, is that fair to say 2017
1: yes you're correct okay. this was uh, the first time we started created early 2017.
0: That's excellent. I remember, hey, we, we just had a group together and we knew this was this cool new war game site, this cool new cyber range. Um, and we would we would participate and, and try some of the hack the box machines for practice for our for our, you know, you go to sports yeah. practice every day. We kind of had to do the same thing for for cybersecurity and our cyber team. And we would often be on on hack the box. And that's how we learned and found out about it. <laughs>
1: Okay. Do you still hang out from the day from uh, with uh, the people from those days?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, So there are a good few of us that have kind of grown and gone to do different things, right? As you all do with your your college and and buddies and all. Um, But if if folks are familiar with some of my content and some of my channel, you might know um, Caleb. He's a phenomenal, great yeah. friend of mine. Um, he's also a genius. <laughs> the dude is like light years smarter than me, um, but him and I live very close by. We used to be roommates um, and now he's working with me with Huntress at my day job. So definitely okay. one, one great friend in, the, in that same space.
1: And how did you make Ipsek?
0: Ooh, yeah, Ipsek was uh, I think a another content creator that we kind of just saw across the internet waves. Um, he puts out fantastic, incredible stuff for Hack the Box. And it was always something that I'm, you know, you, you're in awe of. We just sort of fanboy. And <laughs> um, when we were close by, I think, for one event, I think it was Sans. It might have been a Sans like Net Wars or a training Assassin's environment. Network, close yeah. By. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, we both knew, hey, you're going to be in the area. I know you're going to go play in this, this game or this competition. Uh, do you want to just grab a drink somewhere? It'd be, it'd be super cool to meet. And then we did. Uh, and it, it was exactly that. It was sort of, at least on my side, my opinion. Like, hey, fanboy moment. It's incredible to meet you. Uh, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he was feeling the same. But
1: <laughs> okay. Well, what when we first uh, met Deep check like the face review he meets the big company. Yeah. I thought uh, most of us, at least the ones that do hacking in the company we're like fainting or we needed water or we didn't know what to do like it was next level it was it was like christmas for hackers to meet yeah. ipsec it's like do um, you know this um, uh this paint from michelangelo that uh, the god that gives to the human the power <laughs> it was like, like that just- yeah exactly <laughs> when you, you when you see hands with ipsec you imagine like. <laughs> And uh, yes, and you get all the knowledge. Uh, And I remember the first video that I saw from you. uh, It was about uh, some cybersecurity challenge that they do every Christmas. And uh, that was the first video that I found about you. And I was very excited. And I started watching your content. And it was also around 2017 that started HDB. But I also started doing uh, hacking. Uh, I was already doing it but uh, I started practicing with HTTP and I saw you also there. So I will stop rambling because I wanted the uh, I'm um, fangirling, sorry people, um, yes and I will go straight ahead to the amazing questions and thank you for accepting the invitation. You were very kind to to try to squeeze that although everything that messed up with your, with the schedule and everything and you still came. It's uh, much, much, much appreciated. Thank oh,
0: you, John. Hey, thank you. Uh, I, I wanted to preface for any of the folks listening in. I know I'm not in my usual sort of like desk background, kind of my usual studio or place to record. Um, I have to admit, I'll be totally honest and transparent. I'm out on a work trip right now. So I'm in a Vegas hotel room <laughs> and I have the most ghetto. It's like sketchy setup recording at the moment. My My camera is sitting on top of a upside down trash can. Um, my light is coming from my cell phone over there and this, this microphone is in one of the hotel glasses that it's being used as a, (laughs) as a tripod. So this is the absolute, uh, we're making it happen. We're having fun. We're here.
1: (laughs) You are, these are life hacks when you're a hacker, you're a hacker at everything. So these are life hacks, of course. So, uh, let's get started with questions. I i hope everyone that now that you know that we are at vegas do not try to find where you are from the location of the hotel <laughs> uh, let's hope uh, no one will uh, like abduct you uh towards at the end of the stream in general uh, have faith otherwise it was very nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> so let's start first question how do you keep notes of new information techniques that you learn do you write mind, pa- mind maps
0: Ooh, um, so I will be the first to admit I am I'm I'm pretty bad at taking notes. Um what I like to do and what I try to do is uh create a, a almost a GitHub repo for just about everything because that way I know it's stored somewhere and it's accessible and I'm not gonna lose it if I hey don't have that computer or if I'm not around it, I can I can access it anywhere because it's at least out on GitHub. Normally a private mm-hmm. repository and I'll just cram notes in there um i do really like to use obsidian i don't know if folks have heard of that application um if you go to obsidian.md i think that's a phenomenal one because you can just super quick write stuff out ham jam some notes and and put it in markdown format and markdown is so so easy to actually make beautiful, like great looking structure. Uh, And then you could easily render it out to LaTeX or PDF or HTML or any other format that you might like. Um, And the other wonderful thing with Obsidian is that you can then link or reference um, one individual note or some line of thinking with another. And it will basically build out and and graph that mind map for, for you. So if you're interested in that, if you'd like to have a visual of what connects to what in your learning, uh, I really like Obsidian, and that's honestly kind of what I tend to use. I know folks are a fan of um, Notion. Um, I know some people may might be just doing it in, like, OneDrive or whatever fits your fancy. Uh, personally, I, I like just pure markdown text and something nice. something to help manage it.
1: You use that also for your um, – besides your um... – your training, do you use it also for your uh, professional engagements to keep notes like that?
0: Yes, actually I do. Um, it's so funny because we, we do a lot of just trying to organize and manage things. And sometimes you just have a giant list. Uh, and I do that with some of this weird, wacky stuff when we're trying to hey, look for a certain kind of threat actor or understand some different kind of APT or things like that. Or even just, hey, dark websites, any, anything really, uh, I'll throw it in Obsidian because, hey, it can organize and it can track things and it's got that beautiful folder display. Um, I just tend to like Obsidian.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's very, thank you for the amazing comments actually. And it was very nice what you described with the mind pump and everything. I think I will for sure try it and uh, let you know. (laughs) Um, Also, if you want guys, maybe you can write in the comments, what do you use for notes so the rest can know? Uh, so let's go to the next question. What video equipment do you use for your live streaming and for video creation? Are there uh, are they different, and what is different?
0: Yeah, thanks. Um, so I I'll, I guess I'll start with gear, with kind of the real world stuff. Um, I, I record for the longest time. I I didn't have the screen or uh, I didn't have a face cam or any video on me um, when trying to produce content. For the longest time, it was just the computer screen and it was like a raw screencast. Um, eventually I thought, Hey, you know, it'd be great to uh, put a real face to it. Um, so I am currently using a Canon EOS R for, for my camera that's hooked okay. up with a, um, an Elgato, one of the Elgato cam links yeah. that connects a DSLR to the computer. And, and I use a Audio-Technica AT2020 microphone, uh, all kind of and fed into OBS, I use that Open Broadcaster Studio. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really the gist of it. I, I don't do any, I don't have a whole lot of other fancy stuff. Um, for those that kind of have seen my content, it's normally pretty raw. Just you, you're you charging ahead on, on some problem and there's not a lot of editing or any fancy effects or stuff like that. It's just, hey, uh, camera, video, audio, and <laughs> it gets the job I mean, done. And it's just
1: rolls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you have you ever thought though to create videos like to create, to, to hold the camera and move and do things like that? Yes. Or you just are thinking to, to stay more focused in pure hacking?
0: So many, many a times I have wanted to try and break into that that sort of style, right? Uh, and I could do it. I could like, hey, hold the camera, um, do a sort of vlog style thing or something cheesy. Yeah. Uh, or I could have some other flashy effects. Like uh, yeah. other other fantastic content creators, I think you guys are, are familiar with Network Chuck, right? Yeah. His his production quality is like top notch. And he, yeah. he does education and teaching and training in such a good way. He's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I could do that. I love that. I want to do that someday soon. Not yet uh, at the moment, but I, I would love to. And I do think it's it's really necessary, honestly, to to bring education and hacking and cybersecurity to more people, uh, because maybe the audience isn't just going to want to sit through a one hour, two hour, three hour thing, just hardcore droning on the keyboard. Uh, they like the flashy more cliche YouTube-style structure, uh, in my opinion. So I I think it would be great to do that very, very soon. Um, I hope to. Who knows?
1: Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, And the next question, is fun fact, is very similar with this one. So as content creator, what video editing skills would you recommend to a tester to learn and uh, any tips and tricks to improve one's production skills?
0: Sure, yeah. So... I uh, again am kind of at the barebone basics on that one, just the simple boilerplate stuff. Uh, I, I use an editing application called Kaden Live or KDE and Live. It's free, open source. Mm-hmm. It's in the Linux world, um, but will run hey on on Windows and on Linux, and it, it does the job in that you can cut and splice and move things, and you got multi-track editing, so that works really well. Uh, I think basically that's all that I tend to need. Um, and folks that have seen my content, again, have say it's very, very little editing. There might be occasional jump cuts <laughs> when I just did something horribly wrong. Uh, but no, if you work into your production quality and your editing are getting um, like handwritten notes or something to sketch on the screen, I think that's a really cool effect. Um, being able to move maybe your your face cam if you have that displayed or have mm-hmm. things float in on the screen to describe a contents or say, hey, this is yeah. a server, this is a database, blah. Uh, I, I think it makes the, the video much smoother to do and I, don't, I haven't done it yet, but I think that'd be great. Uh, yeah.
1: you, I'm like sure you Pwn Function videos.
0: Yeah, yes, Pwn Function does a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, he's doing an amazing work. Um, cheers if you watch this. Um, so let's move to the next question whenever let's go now, now it's more hacking so whenever i try to start with hack the box or pentesting in general i always feel like i'm missing some kind of prerequisite. uh how did you get past the, this first hurdle oh boy i would say to this but go ahead
0: yeah okay um i will say in my opinion that that feeling never really goes away um whenever you're looking at something it it it's it sometimes you feel like, hey, I'm missing some other knowledge or I don't know exactly the ins and outs of, of everything here. Um, I think it just happens. It's natural because you're looking at so many different technologies. There's so much out there. This this realm, this industry is humongous. Um, I think you kind of, and I know this is a such a bad answer, you kind of have to get comfortable with that and, and be okay with it because It's going to impede you if you let it. It's going to hinder you and stop and and draw you back from you trying to actually accomplish what you're trying to do, perform this pen test, get this hack done, do some sweet exploit or something. And it just gets in the way if you're letting yourself bog yourself down. Uh, Keep researching. Keep Googling around. There's no shame in that. Um, But maybe be a little bit comfortable with, hey, I don't know everything and You never will. When people say, "Hey, they're an expert in cybersecurity," I don't think there are any experts in cybersecurity. There's just so much stuff. Exactly. Uh, so, if you'd like, hey, take that as some something new to to learn and read in. Um, and after the fact, once you've got the job done. Go study up on whatever it was you felt like you were missing, or that prerequisite knowledge that you would have liked. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I see it in the chat. Event Horizon says being able to Google is a real skill, Uh, and that's that's absolutely right.
1: Uh, I would like also here to give my two cents. Um, When I first started, it it also felt so intimidating because you see all these kind of people with all these different skills and they know so many things, but you have to understand at the end of the day that you will never know everything. If you know everything at one point and you reach the top, then what is next for you? It's like there's nothing new for you to learn. So it's exciting that you don't know everything and it's exciting that you will always learn new things. So I would say that put this fear away and try to, I don't know, embrace the moment and learn. As much as possible you can.
0: I'm I'm glad you're kind of in that same sentiment. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, what let's go to the next question. What do you do when you find a challenge? You don't have any idea how to solve it. You put it aside for a bit until an idea that pops up, or you learn something new and try to apply it again.
0: Yeah. So I this this varies based on your volition. Um, your grit and determination, right? Because uh, it's, it's really hard to go dive into something that you've never heard of before or never seen before or never played with before. Um, what I would recommend is honestly look, look at that technology, whether it's uh, some sort of different server or service, or some protocol that's completely new to you. so you're trying to break into some port and it's just doing something on a, on a weird technology that you've never seen. Uh, go to their website and try to understand the, the original use case. Like what this product, what this program is, what this software is genuinely for and how do you set it up? Like oftentimes they have a quick start guide or like a installation and setup just to get someone on the ground running with this program with the software with this technology Um, if you have the time for it speed run through that setup so you get an understanding of how do I build this first how do I make this and how do I how can, can I then understand where someone might mess up or there's an accidental misconfiguration or there's some vulnerability, or, oh, there's a version number where one version was vulnerable and this other version is patched, et cetera. Uh, so genuinely go through the documentation, understand it uh, if you can, and and then you'll be able to refocus and, and zoom in on it more. Um, uh, I think that is if you can is a great help, or if you're in the thought where like, hey, I, I, I can't get any ground on this, step away for a little bit. There's no shame in taking a break. Uh, I see one one comment in the chat. Snock is saying, hey, we're, what if we were talking black box where you can't see kind of the other end of it? Uh, I I would think you could. You might still be able to Google and find that program or, or you know what you're up against with a simple end map scan. In, the, in that scenario, I realize sometimes you just don't know. And, and if you genuinely don't, realistically fuzz <laughs> Try <laughs> okay. random punctuation marks, yeah, dashes, strange different kinds of payloads. Uh, there's no, there's nothing wrong with just trying stuff and seeing it happen.
1: <laughs> and I can see the waff after the fuzz going, but uh, as they say, but okay. Um, but yeah, fuzzing is the best uh, in order to understand what technology is behind. And now that we said, we have seen you, although we know where you are, hunters, you do also video content, you also play CTS. So I think this is how this question came up. How much different is there in CTS and real world corporate industrial penetration tests?
0: Ooh, okay. Um, I, I, I guess I'll have to take that in two different parts. Because mm-hmm. I think at its core, at, at, at the most minimal the real heart of it is that they are very similar. Uh, when you're looking at capture the flag and and penetration testing and real world red teaming engagement, stuff like that, you'll, you'll hear a lot of different answers. You hear a lot of people say, oh, it's not, it's not realistic. It's just a game. It's a puzzle. And there is an element of truth to that. But I think if you step away from a lot of the context, uh, it is still problem solving. It is still determination. It is still grit. It is still research. It is still studying. Um, It is still trying to learn on the fly and having that continuous learning. The technologies that you see might differ, right? If you're doing real-world penetration testing, oh, you're going to be in this maybe active directory environment. You've got Windows machines left and right. You've got Mm -hmm. uh, a a business, a whole corporation, an enterprise that you're trying to understand and assess. Uh, You don't normally see that in a a Pico CTF, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, but understanding a little bit of, hey, the cryptography that happens um, and the web applications that might be in use there for the services uh, or, oh, the email protocols or, oh, they, they're using file transfer protocol. Those are all things that really do play a part. Yeah. Uh, I, so I would say that they they do align and I'm understanding where sometimes people say they don't, but there is no better way to get the training and to get the preparation for penetration testing and real-world cybersecurity uh, than doing this hands-on work, Then yeah. playing Capture the Flag, and then playing Hack the Box. Uh, all of the war games and cyber ranges are set up so that you know what you're doing when it's in the real world.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And what I would like to say is also, what kind of CTFs do you target? Uh, because from the CTFs that you target, you might get um, benefited for the areas you want to build more expertise. And also, for example, because you said about an infrastructure for the UniCTF, we always do like an immediate lab at the end for the finals. And also for the business uh, CTF, you participated, you saw, we had some things like that. I, I don't say this to to brag for our CTFs, etc. There are many CTFs out there that have amazing, amazing, amazing content. All I'm saying is that although some might seem that is too much out of reality, at the end of the day, it will help you because it's all about the thinking that you create. Yeah. And now another question that I think uh, I'm very curious also, how do you cope working at Huntress and being a YouTuber?
0: Oh. You, you really don't, (laughs) um, I, I, I have that question a lot, um, and I actually tried to make a a presentation and a talk on it, and I don't mean to be a very selfish thing where some folks might ask, like, Hey, how John, John, how do you do so much? How do you produce content? How do you work at J job? How do you get these certifications? Do you ever sleep, man? Um, the real answer is no, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you- Honest. Yeah, Honest. A lot of the time, a lot of stuff just falls to the wayside. Um, and Roadrunner, I think you know exactly this, there'll be times where I do a really bad job of juggling things and I won't get back to your email in like a week. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I do the same. Yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, yeah, I understand.
0: Um. It's, it's some things go to the sidelines, some things become a greater priority, and it's constantly in flux, and you're juggling. It's kind of a tug-of-war yeah. thing. Uh, it's not fun. It, it, it's yeah. really tough, I, I will admit. And I, and I hope, I, I'll release that talk that I had presented on, on that, if folks are interested in that. Um, but you do a little bit of cost analysis, right? You see what your priorities are. You understand what, might be, what would be best for you to focus on right now. Uh, and... I think there's no, no secret. I even saw some folks in the chat say it like, John, why aren't you streaming on Twitch anymore? It's like, man, this, this month at work has been crazy, crazy busy. Like, John, I haven't uploaded a video on YouTube in a couple weeks. I know it's, it's really tough sometimes. Uh, I would love to ever get to a position where I could do YouTube full time. Uh, but right now, just, just being a normal person having a day job right uh it's it's just the best thing i think for me right now but someday maybe it would love it would be a ton of fun but uh for now it's a balancing act and i know everyone knows that same feeling so
1: yeah and um when you do something that you love actually so much at the end of the day you feel blessed that you you get to do it so much um and a little bit of career advice uh, the community wants um, ah, FYI guys all the questions that we reply today are submitted through a survey that we sent a few days ago through our social media ours and John Hammond, so we can be both prepared but make sure to leave your comments here when we try to reply as much as possible at the end of the AMEA and to this question, different roles focus on different actions on a daily basis, but in a work environment, what would you suggest to not compromise about when walking into an interview for a job?
0: Uh, I, I I don't truthfully exactly follow that question just yet. Do you th- are they asking more about going into an interview? I do
1: think or? it's a little bit of, uh, you do a lot of things every day, okay. but when it comes to work, what are your do's and don'ts in order, first of all, to stay professional, and second of all, to actually say hands and say, yes, I got the job, blah, 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 more on the soft skill side.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, hmm. One of, I think, the biggest things that is, is best for you doing a job is as you mentioned, those soft skills is that communication, it's that transparency and honesty uh, and charisma and just kind of being with people. Uh, I'll be honest right now, as I mentioned, I'm at work. Uh, we're, a, we're on the road for a trade show. Uh, so just yesterday and today and tomorrow, Uh, I'm at the booth being a vendor, talking to people, shaking hands, getting to know what their problems are and how can we better solve them? Uh, so it's just having a a smile on your face, being able to talk with people. And uh, those I think are, if you're, if you're remaining professional, that is, is one of the most important things It's just, Hey, I want to get to know what, what this person in front of me needs. What do they need to get done? What do they, what do they want? Uh, how can I help? And I think that, that really does go a long way in career. Uh,
1: Because,
0: I don't know, that I think is what bolsters you and and separates maybe you from others, right? It's just how well can you work with the other people that are, are trying to accomplish something and how can you help them? I, th- no. I think that's where they're going with that question. If, they, if they're asking for any interview tips or things like that, we can certainly chat about no. that. But uh, can I ask you, no. Runner? what do you think? Was, was I on the mark no. on that?
1: <laughs> to be honest, what I would say is um, some tips that it would be for interview and for everything and for work. Be on time. Yes. Learn to listen. It's very important to learn to listen and give the other person space to explain to you. And uh, um, when something is missing or when you don't know how to do something or you're going to miss a deadline, always raise a red flag. And uh, this is how a a good team works. So be on time, know how to listen, be patient and know when to ask for help. Um, So let's go to the next question. how do you manage to churn out amazing content every time? Kindly share your thought process, your priorities, and factors that fuel this mission. I think we have well, thank a, you. another fan of John Hammond here.
0: <laughs> thank you. No, that's a super sweet question. Um <laughs> That is another thing that I I honestly genuinely struggle with. Um, And it gets into the weird imposter syndrome structure because I I, I see a lot of other incredible, fantastic content creators. Like, Obviously, IPSEC is phenomenal. Uh, We've mentioned a few others, and they do wonderful stuff. Uh, And I try to see, okay, where does mine stack? Where do, I, where do I line up what, what I bring to the table? Uh, and I've tried to do some different things. We're not strictly capture the flag, right? I tried to do a little bit of malware analysis or something in that close to that realm. I've tried to do something um, in the whole cheesy dark web stuff. Uh, and a lot of that is very, very exploratory and that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I don't okay. know the correct On answer. Next. Yeah. I, I, I'm going on a safari ride, doing some show and tell to see like, wow, th- I'm just exploring. I'm just trying to see what works, what doesn't. Um, and oftentimes I'll write bad code or do something stupid. Um, and I think, I hope folks enjoy that for a strange amount of entertainment value, but also the education value. Um, when, when they're asking, what, do I, how do you do this content? Uh, right now, there isn't any plan. Right now, there isn't any agenda of what I'm going to do when. Like, I'd love to get some pie-in-the-sky stuff. Like, hey, let's do a tutorial series on uh, Golang or do something crazy new and fun. Uh, I I always have those ideas and those wants, but it's hard to find time to do it. Hopefully, when I get back from this trip, I'll I'll be able to do that more. Because folks say, hey, John, can we see some tutorials on using Pwn tools? Um, can we see more content uh, in, in doing Hack the Box, right? Uh, I hope to do yeah. more and more, but I, I try to just do what I have fun with and what I think people will wanna see, so.
1: Okay, and it's very interesting that you, uh, a lot of the questions that we got, it was about code and testing if it needs coding, and it's about, the, and this is a nice question. So is it really important to be good in programming in order to be a penetration tester? I'm still in denial on that part, uh, but would like to hear from your point of view. Thank you.
0: This is such a good question and I'm really glad that you asked. Um, A lot of folks ask this question and there's nothing wrong with it because you just don't know. Um, If you want to get into penetration testing, if you want to be a hacker, right? If you want to do ethical hacking and red teaming and all the cool, fun stuff, you. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, you can do it without learning code or programming. You, you can do it with an asterisk, with a disclaimer, with a big, uh, you can, but it might not be the best move, right? Uh, you, when you do that, you can walk in this analogy of walk and then run. If you learn, no. pro- if you learn coding, if you learn scripting, then you can run then you can get so much more done. You aren't reliant on other tools. You can craft your own. You can automate so <laughs> much stuff, uh, can write the it, the exploit to do some block SQL injection, or you can do the brute force script by hand, uh, writing it as you needed to. Uh, so while I say that you can, yes, but you're really just, you're walking, you're crawling. Uh, if you take the time to learn some coding and scripting and programming, uh, then you're running. Then you really got traction and grounded to your feet. So I would recommend it. I would absolutely say that you should, uh, but if if you don't want to hey, take on that undertaking, sure, you you can, if I may.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I totally understand and I agree 100%. I think everyone in the chat. Um, and another very interesting question. How do you learn things that are completely new to you? Where do you first search for it? And what do you search? Oh,
0: okay. Uh, so I, I think I, I had already touched on this a little bit in, in that previous question that was uh, yeah. go look at their real, the, the product, the software, the tool, the technology, go look at their website and, and try and set it up if you have the time for it, if you can go look at the documentation, read the documentation, look through their GitHub and look at the GitHub issues. That's a real big thing. If you look through the change log of something, some application, if, if you can, if it's out and about, if, if it has that open source repository, uh, the change log is gonna be super helpful to see what was done when, especially for different versions. You can see the issues, you can see the outstanding issues, what still hasn't been fixed if there are problems. Uh, Absolutely go uh, do as much research as you can. It's um, based off the name of the software. The two key ingredients to start the hunt. Uh, but you've seen me do videos; I'll do and I'll like click every single result. <laughs> I'll open them a different tab.
1: I think we have maybe a little con a, a problem with the connection. You kind of broke at the Uh-oh. end if you want to repeat.
0: Oh.
1: Uh um, sorry.
0: Um, if the connection is a little bit spotty. It's um, okay. <laughs> um, um, I was saying at the I don't know if you can hear me A okay.
1: Yes, now it's better.
0: Okay. Okay, great. I can turn off video or whatever if, if we're if we're really hurting. Um, But no, I, I, I honestly will, I'll Google and I'll click on every single result and try to read as much as I can.
1: Honest. And it's actually true. Uh, now another question. How did you deal with the writers, uh, with writer's block equivalent of producing InfoSec content? Do you have set agendas or calls to produce this much by the end of day or week? Please share in any tips or techniques.
0: So, uh, don't. <laughs> Another honest question and answer. Uh, when I have writer's block with, with YouTube and content creation, I just kind of have to suck it up and sit through it. Um, And I've had those ideas like, man, it would would be great to do some cool tutorial series or something new. Um, And then I can't bring myself to do it. Something about sitting in front of a camera and then pressing the record button, there's some mental block where I just can't do it. Uh, Really just kind of have to take the break uh, and relax and go back and do something different to maybe get back to it eventually, um, but I, I, I really struggle with that because I have a lot of um, I, I have a lot of cognitive dissonance where I'm like I have yeah. to feed I have to feed the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, like I know people and I see the comments that are saying, "Hey, John, where where are the next Twitch streams? What are the next videos?" Uh, and it's like I I know I, I'm trying. Uh, it's a balancing act and I don't have an agenda. I'd like to try, but I, I haven't been able to get it right just yet. So hopefully soon.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, and the next is also about YouTube. Uh, what were the biggest challenges when you started your YouTube channel? Uh, how did you overcome them?
0: Okay, yeah. Um, so this, I really like this question. Um, when I first started, right? You you do have to get comfortable with no one seeing your videos, and that that's a hard, honest truth. It's an unfortunate fact. Uh, but when you are just getting started, hey, subscriber count is at zero. It's really really hard because uh, you might bog yourself down or like no one's seeing this stuff. Uh, but if you keep doing it, if you keep creating videos, if you keep putting out content, no matter how good, no matter how bad you, you have this, you click on your channel and you see this boom wealth of content and stuff to explore. When someone discovers it, when someone finds it, it's going to catch like wildfire because there's so much gold to dig through. Uh, And it it really does mean a lot to have that first impression of like, look at all this stuff that I can offer and and bring to you. Uh, So Mm -hmm. keep doing it. it when you're at the very, very beginning. And don't let yourself get bogged down by that or gear or like, oh, the quality in that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I'll touch on this that I, in the very beginning of, of uh, I think, 2018, 2018 is probably when my channel started to, to move and grow a little bit. Um, I had maybe uh, 10,000 subscribers, which isn't a ton, which isn't a small amount, but it's a number. And I, and I had reached out to Live Overflow who is another content creator um, in, a, in the same space. Uh, I don't know how often he likes to go out and do public stuff, but he was willing to nerd out with me for a little bit, and we wanted to do the Google Capture the Flag together. So we did a, a little bit of a collaborative video. We really just kind of shouted each other out. Uh, and that helped grow my channel, right? Uh, just okay. getting to know some other cool creators. Uh, and, I, and I think that would be really help and focus you in that sort of guerrilla marketing and advertising. Like there isn't, there isn't all that much shame and like, Hey, I post a new video. I want to put it on Twitter. I want to put it on LinkedIn. I want to put it on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure you guys know. Uh, I think that's something to help, I don't know, echo and sell yourself.
1: Yeah. And also it's what you said about having good content and uh, try to, uh create something authentic and unique and show your true self Definitely. are there any this is a question for me uh from what we are discussing are there any new content creators that are upcoming and that you really like them
0: oh absolutely i um i'll have to pull up we, we have a, a a strange silly club of the like security streamers and content creators okay. or, or YouTubers. Um, there are a lot of really great ones that I think just haven't gained the same amount of traction, but absolutely should. Um, I know folks, folks probably are familiar with Ashfox or optional. Um, I'm trying to scroll through this list and see some other incredible people. Cybersecurity Meg is kind of, is diving into it. Uh, some of the bug bounty scene, Insider PhD is phenomenal stuff. CryptoCat I've seen him in the chat. Conda has been around. Uh, Crypto Cat, absolutely. <laughs> tons of great tons of great nice. creators
1: and uh, we wish to all of that you named and everyone else um, all the best to create amazing content and um, you know just keep creating amazing stuff
0: absolutely and
1: another YouTube related question what kind of legal considerations must you take when streaming InfoSec related content such as testing and Bounty related things
0: ooh oh there, there is a surprising amount to think about when you do this because uh, streaming this sort of thing, right? Live hacking and cybersecurity. We, you, we, we just genuinely, you and I hack the box and others. We, we consider it like esports, like yeah. video games, like hacking yeah. as a, as a sport, as a spectator sport. Like, dude, it's really really cool to get this out and about and live stream it, uh, like as if it's a real game, and. Yeah. We, we've done, I think, other content creators, Ip- IPSEC and myself have, have had this conversation. Doing it live can be a little bit risky if the viewers have some control over the game. Because what, what if they do some stupid cross-site scripting and maybe drag you to some place that should not be displayed publicly out on the internet? Uh, that's not strictly a legal concern, right? But it's just a, a concern, Obviously, some of the, the spooky dark web shenanigans crap that I've done, uh, that's cheesy, but uh, you don't want any genuine, ethically morally wrong stuff to be out on display. Uh, I don't want to leak my IP address, OPSEC reasons. Uh, I don't want to leak anyone else's information anywhere and about. That Those are the things that you kind of have to keep in mind when you're doing that OPSEC mm-hmm. uh, safety and concern of not only yourself, but others is, is a thing. Okay. So.
1: Were you also one of those, uh, that, uh, YouTube banned some videos because of, uh, uh having hacking inside.
0: I have somehow been extremely lucky and that YouTube has never given me any kind of strike or hit yeah. or any, any any sort of wrist slap for hacking and cybersecurity content. I think that that has always been because it is, I, I think that's always been, it's because it's captured the flag and war game and game and training. Okay. Um, but I, I, I have not truthfully been, been hit.
1: Okay. Thankfully, uh, because you really want to have your content here. And actually, that is a very nice concern because now hacking and in general cybersecurity becomes an, a huge matter for everyone. Uh, yeah. It's a shame to not be able to say it in YouTube uh, because you can do everything in um, in a moderation and in, uh, in a way that is beneficial for everyone and not harming people or minds or um, cultures actually. Um, and uh, as I promised, we will keep the stream short and we're going now to the last question and then we're going to announce the brackets for tomorrow. So okay. let's go to the last question. I saved it for last because you found it hilarious. <laughs> Get ready. Uh, Aren't you tired of computers? Have you ever thought of relaxing in a place where there are no computers, no internet, n- and no digital stuff?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I say this uh slightly in jest because it is hilarious and it is totally funny. Uh yeah. but you a lot of us have had October right as Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Uh and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if that's in your region, but yeah. It's it sort of become a, a meme. It's sort of become a joke to some folks. Obviously, there's a lot of real value in Cybersecurity Awareness Month because some people just aren't aware. Some people don't know, uh, and they they aren't as familiar with this sort of thing. Uh, but for a lot of us that do feel like, hey, we're we're in it, we're, we know cybersecurity stuff, it just feels like a trite, saturated, overused thing. Uh, no. and I had made a joke on Twitter and I said like, you know what? We should celebrate cybersecurity awareness month by taking a four week vacation in the woods. <laughs> no computers, no technology, no nothing. Okay. Uh, and uh, it'd be good. It'd be good to disconnect. It'd be good to relax. It'd be good to dip your toes in the water. Uh, I don't know, have a drink by the beach. Uh, don't ever, ever, ever underestimate uh, the value of that rest and relaxation it does really recharge you yeah. and it just it's 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 necessary sometimes uh, so yes. I guess those are my parting words if that's all right it'd be great to disconnect every now and again did you do it I have not <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm nice. work, right
1: <laughs> okay but when you actually go for vacation do you Say that I will completely disconnect. I will not um, open my phone. I will not open my computer. Or at least, how many days can you do that? Uh,
0: I will do my best. I'm really, really bad at it. Uh, thankfully, okay. I'll be I'll be busy enough that I physically can't open my laptop. Uh, but like at the end of the day, I'll still check my phone, or I'll, I'll see, hey, what what happened in the whole rest of the world today.
1: Okay. Yes. I know. know, I get
0: the feeling. Yeah.
1: Uh, So, and that is the end of the AMEA today. Thank you very much, John, for joining. Thank you very much for your time and um, try to squeeze it also in the schedule. And don't forget that guys, tomorrow we have the live stream tournament because you were asking, I saw that in the comments, when is the next stream of John? It's tomorrow the Hack the Box Twitch with Ipcec and I and 16 amazing players that we're going to see now who is going to participate with whom actually we are going to live shuffle the brackets so we have here the brackets so everyone is here we have 16 people together and I'm going to shuffle it are you ready John?
0: I'm totally ready. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> okay. And before we do it, does anyone want to comment whom they want to win or whom they want to see first or which, uh, well, do you think what, well, who would you think would be the, an interesting battle to see? For example, for me, I would think Enos uh, versus Karan because every time I see them playing together so it would be nice yeah. to see them you that know, awesome. not playing at the same side. Yeah. I would very much like to see Mentans because I met him also at Romhack, Um to see uh, who else? Ha- I would like to see everyone, uh, but I, I would. But yeah, I think Koaran versus Enogs because every time they play together, I think that will be very interesting if they end up playing against each other. Um, yeah. Are you ready to do the Let's final do it. shuffle?
0: Yeah, we can roll it up. <sighs> Drum roll, right?
1: <laughs> and, oh my God, we have Sebas vs Enox, Metals vs Scallop, OX Charm vs Firehawk, Munra vs co Noob Legacy vs My Donut, Mercury vs Smartman, Triple Threat vs Metal Merge. And ours versus jail Excellent. and that is the list for tomorrow. Amazing. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Going... Yes. Thank you very much, John, for your time. And uh, thank you very much for everything. Let's, we will stay tuned for tomorrow uh, for the Twitch. I know it will be super early for you four AM.
0: Yes. No. Hey, we're gonna have a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> and a lot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, if it's totally cool to say uh, before I tune out, hey, thank you uh, from me, from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it's always a ton of fun to hang out with you all. Uh, really lovely, and I appreciate the invite from Hack the Box. Um, I realize I, this is a little unorthodox. I feel so bad coming to you from a shady hotel room in the dungeon. <laughs> but thank you for tolerating it. Thank you for listening to me yap and ramble on. Uh, I lo- I'm, I really appreciate it, and thank you again and again. Can't say it enough.
1: Thank you very much, John, for your time and uh, have an amazing day. Bye. Thanks all. And uh, that was it for today. Thank you very much all for tuning in. Uh, We have now the final brackets for tomorrow. Make sure to tune in to it's 12 Uh, p.m. UTC tomorrow. Make sure to tune in. And I'm going also to announce the winners of the uh, VAP plus that won the tournament and not that they won the VAP plus from the surveys and it suck Noji, Ar- RNX, and Faris I'm going to put it here we're going to DM you through our discord channel um, so these are the VAP winners ah, that didn't go well well if you You will understand. I dropped it in the chat. And yes, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. It was amazing. And um, all the best. Have an amazing time. Bye.
0: And that's all for today's AMA. Join our Discord at discord.gg/hackthebox. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at hackthebox. And see you next episode.